This is great. Chilling by the ocean, waves crashing, drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Hey, those Typhons? <laughs> out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Michaud right now. Right now. This is Admiral Radis of the Rebel Alliance. Call of the Brick City Blockade. AP5 has an idea. Testing. One, two. Testing. testing, testing, testing. Testing. Do you read? I can read you loud and clear. <laughs> Spaceship <laughs> has landed. <laughs> I love that line still. That's such a great line. <laughs> Barnacle chips, they're delicious. Harry Armand's not delicious. Not the way I use them. Episode 40. Imagine that. 40 <laughs> episodes. 10, ten yeah. episodes away from the more 50. The big 50. The big 50. I cannot wait. Until we get well, there, when do, when do you think we'll hit fifty by the end of uh, by the would, end of summer? I, yeah, by the end of the summer, the beginning of fall, probably would make the most sense. I don't know if we're if we're still in this place where we are, but probably by the end of next week, who knows? Um, with the way things are 50, going, 50, 50 episodes. I mean, ten, <laughs> 10 episodes. Ten, 10 episodes <laughs> by next week. <laughs> That's what two episodes a day, pretty much. That's uh, two episodes a day per the work week but anyway getting off on a rant there that's right it is episode 40 here at the brick city blockade it's myself robin vote and of course my man my bro sean michaud what's up buddy uh, what's up what's up going back to back to 2000s what's up? <laughs> what's up i love that that's one of my favorite parts of that movie guys we are super excited about this episode i cannot hype this thing up enough sean and i were retweeting it on social media and i just want to say and i know sean will probably say the same thank you to all those who tuned into our last episode with our top 10 music countdown and all of you who have participated on social media with our top 10 music we got that spotify playlist out there yeah, for we do to enjoy just, oh, i was gonna say uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> well you were the one that set it up sean you were the one who came to me it was like uh, hold on a second. Let me set up this little thing for us to share our music out to. And I know Dave Hackerson yeah. out there is absolutely loving it. So big shout out to Dave. Big shout out to James Rosali. All of you who are following it. it, it's it's been awesome for you guys to interact on a musical standard too. Yeah, give us more suggestions. And, yes, yes, and we'll add it if you want to listen to it. And we're probably going to be maybe a week or every two weeks. We'll switch it up. Yeah, I, w- I would say just so. to mi- to mix it up. I mean, I usually do that, or yeah, I usually, I usually have monthly playlists. But that's a good idea. That's a good idea. We'll uh, we'll do that. We'll switch it we'll up. For, we'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, play it by ear, play it by song, play it by album, whatever we will do. But here on episode forty, Sean, the main reason, the main reason, the main is second episode of the last part of the Clone Wars, the Siege of Mandalore. Oh man, you and I predicted that it was going to get epic, and it did. It did. I'm going to get your reactions to it first because, I mean, for anybody who loves Ahsoka, and we love Ahsoka here at the podcast, 100%. Um, this was a shining moment for that character. Um, just her interactions with Darth Maul, and what did what? It's amazing. Let me get my words right on this. One of the things that we talked about early on before we got into the series, Sean, was 
Was Darth Maul going to mention Sidious? And what happened in this episode? I just, I assume he would have uh, mentioned Sidious, of course. I mean, mm. I think it would make make the most sense for him to do it, just in the time and place where he is. And right. it, it's funny to see the this Mandalore mm-hmm. being run by Maul. True. True. This is post Duchess Satine now. This is this is Mandalore run by him. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just weird to see it, and then going to Rebels, things like oh, they're totally different people now. Not really people, but yeah, yeah, and just the absolute. I'm gonna say it: the carnage in this episode of clones and of Mandalorians. I mean, mm-hmm. we were wondering how they were going to approach this, Sean, without making it like too graphic, but they did it in a way that I think really catered to Star Wars fans, catered to all audiences, and also told the story that had to be told during this time. Because now we are literally, literally days away, if not hours away, from the events of Order 66, which we should see this yeah. week. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm mentally prepared. I was telling I'm, I'm not. I, especially when with Maul. I mean, I think Maul this episode was one of the best Maul episodes. Oh, hands down. In general. I mean... Him trying to convince Ahsoka to join her. Huh. I mean, join him. That coming. I'm like, it, it's weird to see Maul doing that. I mean, everything he's saying is true, too. But oh, Ahsoka everything. everything. And Ahsoka's like not believing him because, of course, she, she still kind of has her heartstrings pulled to Anakin and the light side and all I, that. That's such a good point. That is such a good point. Because we're at that point now, too, where we're seeing the development of Soka even more as a character um, leading up to the events of Star Wars Rebels. We're seeing Darth Maul go through this transitionary phase. I think probably one of the most disturbing moments in this entire episode was at the very end when Maul is being pulled away by uh, the by the, re- the Republic and he's screaming just I like know. he did. That, that almost broke me. Oh my goodness, because it's it's Eesh. that weird moment where you sympathize with him. You 100% sympathize well, because with him. With what, what we know as viewers, as we know, that he's telling the truth. Yes. It's like, oh, he doesn't, doesn't really deserve it. No, he doesn't. This he is a man mis- who's been tattered. He's made mistakes. I, I don't think he's the... He's not really... He's not the ultimate bad in the galaxy, that's for damn sure. No, I know. He, I, <laughs> like... We've seen him in like way back in either it was season five or six that we saw the one centric episode of Maul and him going. Oh, I think it was season six, right? The one of the newest episodes with his brother. Yes, that was. Oh, talk about heart wrenching. And it told, and it especially it told him the told the viewers the story of how he how he is as a character. Yeah. How he. He has emotions like like I like same thing with the Saw's Ventures. I felt for her. She didn't. She was not really a bad. No, like a bad. She was doing what was right for her kind. That's true. That's true. I think Maul is doing the same same thing. Trying to he wants to take down Sidious. He wants to take mm-hmm. down everything. He wants to uh, break mm-hmm. the middle. I guess you want. Yeah, that's know. a good way of putting it. Yeah, he, he wants to break the chain that was put on him by by Palpatine in every single way possible. And I love that line that he says to Ahsoka is that I need to get my piece of this galaxy before Sidious takes it mm-hmm. because he's, and it's so funny. One of the things I kind of reflected on Sean, I don't know if you did too. Like that moment 
in at the end of Solo, a Star Wars story, when we see Maul appear. Spoiler alert! I don't know why the hell you haven't seen Whoa. Solo at this moment, um, but I don't know. But in that moment, when now we know a little bit more about the Syndicate, a little bit more about Crimson Dawn. You know, when I first watched Solo, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's Maul, the villain, the the tattered individual who is like, you know, obviously destroying lives across the galaxy. But it, when you look at it now, knowing everything that he's been through, you watch that scene again, and you see a guy, again, who's trying to get his piece of the galaxy. What is the one thing that the coaxium was used for? The Empire wanted it. They wanted mm. it as, as, as a material for destruction. That's what they wanted it for. Maul's only interest in it, really, was to have a piece in it so that the Empire didn't. So when you look at it, was he really destroying the galaxy for the purpose of wanting to rule it? Or was he trying to take away as much power from Palpatine as possible? And you I have think- to sympathize with that. I know it's a terrible way of looking at no, it. No, no. But you do have to look at it. I mean, way. if you go back to the to Darth Maul comics, you kind of see that play yes. out with yes. when with Darth Maul having an, appre- an apprentice kind of. Yeah, and right. we see we see you see Sidious in the background and he yeah. Sidious, I mean Maul's like really gets pissed at him he at does. times. He does. City I mean Sidious really does pull at Maul in so many different directions to the point where it just causes the utmost pain to Maul and it causes the destruction of the Darth Maul that we see in Phantom Menace alone. You know what I mean? We see that. Okay, and, I have a, I have a question. Yeah. How old is Maul during uh, Solo and how old is uh, he during Clone Wars? Wow, that's a really good question. Because I'm trying to think, do we see any characters from Solo like Kira or anyone in Clone Wars. That's a really, and it's funny that you bring that up because was, was Kira a part of the siege of Mandalore? Probably not. I mean, Solo was pretty young at this time. I mean, he was, you know, but a child, but I, you know, the only thing that I can think of Sean at this time and kind of picking it back up to rebels into what we've already seen in Clone Wars. And I'm going to be honest with you, the cut scene, I kind of wish they canonized it here in, in Clone Wars. Do you remember that cutscene on the DVD and Blu-ray for Star Wars Episode Three, where you had all the senators meeting together to form the rebellion in that room? It was Padme, Bail Organa, Mon Mothma, and they were all sitting in the room together on Coruscant, uh-huh. and they were talking about the, al- the alternative plan it, it, when something goes wrong. I kind of want to see that now. I want to see that canonized here in Clone Wars because that that literally that moment would be the bridging ground between the end of this series and the beginning of what we see with um, Star Wars Rebels and everything leading into Rogue One. And to answer your question directly, I think characters like Bail Organa, Mon Mothma, another one I would like to see come back even if Ahsoka runs into him at some point, is Saw Gerrera at the end of this. Yeah. Because Saw was already in Clone Wars. He was already in it when he was younger. Um, but this is when the Syndicate stuff starts. This is when, you know, the factions start building. How and... many deleted scenes? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that, that's that's pretty much my point. Is that is this that... is when you see it. How many deleted scenes are in Revenge of Sith? It's two or three. Two or three do we, different. Do we... 
Do we see all of them? I, I mean, mean it'd be cool to. I mean, there's the there's the one with General Grievous and. Oh, with but but doesn't Filoni mention here that Anakin when he's going to save the Emperor isn't Shock T there? Didn't didn't Obi Wan say that in Clone Wars or in Virgin? In Clone Wars, he said something about about uh, Shock T. I heard, yeah, I heard him mention. She was mentioned, but that was also a cutscene that has now been canonized in the perspective. Well, no, no, he was talking about Grievous, not Shakti. Right, but it wasn't it in Revenge of the Sith. The cutscene was supposedly that. No, it was General Grievous who killed Shakti. Right. Okay, I'm just trying to get it straight because it's been a while since I've seen that cutscene. It, it was what the droid yeah. does, and and yeah. they and they caught Obi Wan and Anakin so easily by mentioning which with Shakti. I mean, right. No, no, sorry. Anakin and Obi Wan sees Shakti gets captured. I don't know. Yes, because she joined them on the mission, correct, to try to save the Chancellor. So in that case, I feel like that 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 canonizes that moment in many ways. We didn't, we don't see it, but it's mentioned. Well, George Lucas said it was not canonized. So I mean, will Dave Loon? Wait, how did how did Shakti actually die, though? That's a good question. That's a very good question. I have to go. Was it canonized or not? I don't think it was. I really don't. And and Star Wars fans out there, correct us if we're wrong. But like, do, we, do we really want to see her die though? No, That's no. a big question. We don't want to see that at all. No, yeah. but going going back to this episode, I think it's gonna be like you said. It's gonna be really interesting to see how uh, Revenge of the Sith plays in this the Order sixty six, especially like especially with the clones perspective. Oh. I think I, I really want to see the com- commanders and. Not Commander Cody. Um, That'd be cool. Commander if Rex. Oh my I mean, yeah. There's, well, so you saw- There's so much things you could wrap up in two episodes. I know. and that's, You saw the clip that Star Wars released today, right? With Ahsoka and... Uh, I have not because I don't oh. want to... Oh, because you're trying to... Okay. I will not open my mouth on that one then. Well, I, I, I can watch it really quickly. No, no, no. Go watch it at the end. I can just tell you quickly. It's a moment with Ahsoka and Rex on the bridge of a Star Destroyer. And they're talking... Wait, I- Okay, I did see that. Never mind. Yeah. I saw I saw I saw a gift somewhere on on Tumblr. Yeah, and she so I, I, I didn't I didn't see the video, I saw the gift, so Yeah, she talks it's, it's, it's a really good moment though. It is. Saw. Yeah. And she basically says to him, like, you've been such a good friend to me and everything and he's you know basically saying basically like my allegiance is always to you my allegiance is to you know your friendship and everything which is such a great moment but it tells me that's one of the lighter moments in this upcoming episode that's that's probably the lighter moment in this upcoming episode before mm-hmm. something happens um because it, they, they're very sad it, the entire clip there is a very sad scene so i who knows man i i can only imagine that we are going to see the events of order 66 i mean do they go let me ask you this do they go into the territory of everything that's happening with anakin and obi-wan does ahsoka sense it in this upcoming episode does she sense that anakin she- is Killing younglings, like that's what I'm basically asking. Well, like, like, we know she's sensing something after with Maul saying Anakin, right? Well, and she does not believe, but I feel like she, I feel like she does, but she's denying it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Obi Wan did. He he mm-hmm. denied that Anakin did any of that. Yeah. Well, we know how close she and Anakin are. I mean, the paddle on him. And Master, kind of like Obi-Wan and Anakin. Right, so they would both feel it more than anybody, other than Yoda, of course. You know, I do, those would 
the two. Now, do we see Ahsoka and like talk with Padme or Obi Wan before he, they go and fight, and, like at the end of Vengeance? That's before Obi Wan and Anakin fight. Oh man, because there's so much. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. It's that whole time period when Anakin goes off to Mustafar and it's that time gap between I mean, do, do, do we go, Padme and, and Obi-Wan talk. Yeah. Do they go? I mean, does the series go up to that moment or do, do you think it ends at like, this is a tough, this is such a tough territory <laughs> because now you're talking about taking the cinematic universe of star Wars stuff that we've seen in episode three and now bringing it into the animated form. And Dave up to this point has done such a great job of playing events out with episode three and letting them kind of skirt by because we've already seen the movie. But at some point, I think we do need that crossover. I know order 66 will be it. Cause we'll see, you know, probably, uh, you know, Ayla Sakura and the, and the rest of them be, you know, taken down by clones. Um, but it's what happens after that. Well, I think, I think the next episode is going to be right Just, after where so leaves off and order 66 starts. I mean, because Maul right. just told her, just like it's gonna start any minute, and yeah. he knows. Maul knew that this was all part of the plan, which is crazy to think. And that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is kind of crazy. Like, especially when you, if you go back and watch like Vince, is that you? We we all thought he's like, oh, he's dead. He's never coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We and we we knew that. Well, I think just, most just of, imagine having Ray Park in back in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. How cool. I, I think that would make Revenge of the Sith much better with Maul in it. I think it would have added so much more to that movie. 100%. I think it's interesting territory that we're getting into, especially with the crossover of what we saw in Revenge of the Sith. It's Again, I think you and I agree on this. It's one of the best Star Wars movies. Okay, one, I, I got to propose a question. Yeah. If... Dave Filoni were, were going to adapt a scene from Vengeance Sith Ooh, to Clone Wars. <laughs> what what scene would you choose? Oh man, oh I think of... <laughs> I just I just give you a, a few heavy books to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I gotta get I gotta start carrying them over the mountain now. You know I think of all the scenes. I mean we know. I'm not going to question Order 66. I said that already, but we, that's that's. I mean, gonna, we, I mean that's going to happen. That you know. But I you're mean, saying I mean, of like the later other, yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the one that we are going to see, and the one that's going to hit us hardest, is um, Anakin and Palpatine looking out at the construction of the Death Star. I think we're going to see that in animated form, like we saw at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I, I, and that's when they're looking out. I feel like Anakin is reaching, like Vader is reaching out and he, cause he crosses his arms in that moment. I would love to see that play out because that is the ultimate connection between all the series at that point. It is, it's the ultimate connecting point. You know, if we get that scene and then where Ahsoka's at, we got our, we got Anakin, we get a little bit of Obi-Wan and then we finally get Ahsoka. And I think that would be the way to do it. But what about you? What, which one do, would you like to see? <laughs> now, even though I asked the question, I still don't even know. Um, <laughs> well, there's so many great scenes that they could use. Yeah, I mean, do we see... I mean, I would love to see maybe this this scene where... Kind of like what I said before with Anakin and with Obi-Wan and Padme going mm-hmm. to... Mus- trying to go to Mustafa and we see Padme in the, in the, back, in the back and about to... Let's say she opens the door to check on Padme, and we and she's Anakin and uh, sorry, 
keep saying it again. Uh, Obi Wan and Padme yeah. kind of like like fighting, like because like like the scene where Padme is like, no, this can't be true. We yeah. just see we just see Ahsoka in the background, just like you only see those two talking, and then Obi Wan walking off. Like I don't know why why Ahsoka would go there, like other than check on Padme, but right, or, because she cares so much about Anakin. Yeah, I mean that. Or, I w- yeah, I would love to also see probably another like interaction with uh, Anakin and pa- Palpatine turn like when he's tur- turning into like like right after the scene when they killed Mace Windu. Just that scene alone, I kind of want to see that in animated form. Oh, that'd be kind of like oh man, what if Ahsoka has a vision of that? Yeah, uh, well, I just I just didn't like Aiden, Hayden Christian playing that scene alone. I know it was. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Anakin would have been the Clone Wars Palpatine Anakin would have been better. Moaning. Yeah, I know it was kind of creepy. He was being creepy palps in that moment. Creepy palps. <laughs> mm, strong is the Force, and yo, that was weird. It's funny yet we haven't seen Yoda yet. That's a good point. That's a good point. Do we see him go off to Dagobah? That would be interesting. Do we see Chewbacca and and uh, what's his name Tarful, his brother? Ooh, yeah. That'd be cool. I would. Oh, Kashyyyk. Woo. Let's give Kashyyyk some love, man. The Battle of Kashyyyk. Some Wookiees. Wait, we haven't had any Wookiees in Clone Form, Clone Wars series form, right? Mm, I think we had a young Wookiee, but nothing major. I think Chewbacca in animated form in Clone Wars would be amazing. You know, let's make those canon connections in this series. Do stuff like that. But I don't know. There's so many different ways this could go, Sean. We gotta wait till Friday. We gotta we wait got two more episodes left. It's insane. Absolutely insane that we're to this point. So with Clone Wars, we want you guys to enjoy. Please, when you watch it on Friday, share your reactions. Sean and I will be doing our reactions most likely on Friday evening after I have a nice little chat with James Rosali of the Rebel Scum podcast. I'm looking forward to ch- talking with him about that stuff. And of course, my man Sean and I, I'm always looking forward to our chat when it comes to what's going on with Clone Wars and all the tissues that we'll probably be needing by the end of this upcoming episode. Oh my goodness, I'm not ready for that What? So ever, but Sean, we also have uh, another quick topic that we want to talk about here, and it's the really the focus of episode forty here, and was executed through our album artwork uh, that we've mm-hmm. posted. And you notice the two characters on there: one was Storm, and the other was Ahsoka Tano herself. And I really want—I think this is a topic that you and I have briefly chatted about, but not really in depth. And that's the diverse. Oh, I mean, we we have for Star Wars more. Yeah. I don't think we really talked in in movies yeah. in general. I mean franchises, no. but we could go broad. We could go more broader than that too. I, I think so. I think that would probably make the most sense with a conversation like this. I really want to talk about the diversity, female actors in particular, throughout all of our favorite franchises, because I think it's a conversation that needs to happen. And, and I feel like the industry is doing a better job of it. I don't know how you feel, Sean. You know, when you hear Rosario Dawson coming into play ahsoka that rumor start to circulate it makes you happy you're like yes finally we've wanted to see take on this role you know somebody who is coming from a background of you know pictures of her and hayden christensen way back in the day you know having those interactions and everything and um also talking in terms of diversity you know bringing in actors of all backgrounds of all ethnicities uh in to play different roles you know i think the first one for me in particular sean and then i'll throw it over to you that really stood out to me the most was and why her picture's up there was storm in the x-men series um the original storm the original storm yes halle berry 
Halle Berry. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, the picture you put up was the new one. The newer one, yes. I, I, I love her, too. Yeah, way. but uh, Halle Berry Storm was one of my favorites going back into the original X-Men. And I, I think that we're moving down a direction where I would love to see even more inclusion of female characters of different diversities in our mm-hmm. franchises. Um, the one thing that I would love to see, which I think was great, was having Zendaya play Mary Jane in the latest Spider-Man series because I was like, finally, this is this is a different take. I love Zendaya to begin with. I think she's a great actress. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's fantastic in Euphoria. I haven't seen it, oh, but. Euphoria, yes. Oh, my goodness. I even forgot. I forgot about Euphoria. <laughs> you brought that yeah, back. Well, well she started out as a Disney actress. Yes, on, exactly. On what is that show? Um, Shake It Up, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. I don't know how I remember that. Uh, that was a class. I guess for me, for when we're talking about diversity, I think for me, I think everyone would probably. Would agree with me is like the first woman that I think has biggest diversity is probably Lucy Liu or um or Jennifer Lopez or I mean J Lo's not really an actress as much um J Lo in a in a Marvel series that would be interesting that'd be cool I think we see it with Star Wars here in particular um, having Rose Tico that character alone people. Ugh, unnecessarily putting hate on that character. Kelly Marie Tran is one of the best. Um, she's yeah. a fantastic human being and a fantastic actress. Um, and for her to take on that role, Na- Naomi Aki, who came in to play um, in the rise of Skywalker, her relationship with John Boyega and that crew was just, I loved watching those videos of them behind the scenes, having a blast. Uh, Naomi's fantastic. Kelly Marie Tran is just so great. Like when you bring in different personalities and the diversities into star Wars and to our favorite franchises, I personally enjoy it so much more because it represents, it represents I, everybody in this world. And I, I, I feel like Marvel's starting to do that too. DC. We saw that of course, with Black Panther, of course. All those yes. amazing actors and actresses we got. Lupita uh, Nyong'o. I love Lupita. I mean, I wish they all... more, though. I really do. Yeah, and we have uh, Denai. Letitia Wright, one of my favorite actors, actresses in the Marvel. I mean, she's play, playing Sherry Fantaxis. Her and her brother have one of the best relationships, I think, in Marvel. Oh, totally. That's such a good point. The one thing, Sean, and I think my my biggest question in this topic to you, and I want the fandom to get involved as well across Twitter, you know, we see characters like Rose Tico and Kelly Marie Tran. I think one of the things that the industry itself has to realize is that there is so much fantastic, diverse talent out there. And the one thing that I will say about the Star Wars franchise that we've seen in Marvel as well is that they are not afraid to go out of the box. And to really go out and cast people that we've never heard of, even, mm-hmm. um, to play certain roles. And I think I, I'll give credit to Deborah Chow when it comes to Star Wars in particular on The Mandalorian. We see much more diverse character um, building happening in terms of races, backgrounds, in terms of and actresses that we see, and in particular actresses. I think the yeah, only thing that we're really missing nice. is a diversity of for the actresses and actors to become major characters, main characters. We don't see that, that enough. Good point. That's an extremely good point. Is we, we do need it's, to see there's, there's so many minor characters, but we're not yeah. getting enough major characters, main characters. And yeah, no, you know what? That's a very good point. That's a really good point. 
And I feel like we need to start moving down the direction of saying they gotta they gotta start playing lead. We gotta start developing stories that really focus to all different individuals in this world. And there's so many good shows. Black Panther out there. Black Panther moves yeah, it. Black yeah, Panther I, moves moves us in that direction. I but think I think it's mostly I think I'm just uh, pointing fingers mostly at the big companies of like Disney and there's so many good shows out there and movies that have lead actresses as in in diversity. Uh, one show I'm going to shout out is yes. Queen Queen Sono on Netflix. Oh, yes, I've heard and great. It's, things it's a great uh, kind of James Bondish uh, African show, and the main character is Sono, and she's trying to get. It's all takes place in South Africa and all that. is It's a really good show. I don't remember the actress's name. Let me pull it up for a second. Yeah, I've heard really great things about it. I'm glad you brought it up too. You know, I think there's so many great shows out there. And we'll share them, of course, across our Twitter and our social media. And if you know of any shows that really focus on a diverse lead. Pearl Thursi, that's the name. I, and I think our message in this too, Sean, I know we're not going to ramble on too long. We just wanted to bring some awareness to it in particular, is that these conversations have to continue to happen. You know, us sitting down here on a podcast and saying to these production studios and the big names, like you said, the corporate groups, that... Our actresses, number one, female leads need to start happening because I think that there are so many great stories that can be told. I think there are great stories that do exist that aren't being told. We, we need to start pushing the more diversity, not saying all the time. I mean, most of the time, but like mix it up a little. Yeah, you're right. You know, you got to mix it up. Because but, start doing, but start doing more for now. I mean, because, because we've been seeing a lot of white. I, yeah. I know we're saying we'll, we'll kind of both white. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you come from more, you have a little bit of a Latin heritage in your background too, Sean. That's, that's the one thing that I know about you. One of the things, one of the conversations that you and I have had just growing up together, basically, is that diverse backgrounds give so much more to a story and give so much more to a character than you could ever imagine. And that we live in a world of diverse backgrounds. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like, it has to start matching the, the world that we live in. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of the people that I know in my life, they're not represented properly. They're not. No. And, and, and it's really sad to see. And I think it's time now. We're getting there. I won't, I won't put all the blame out there. And I'll be honest. I won't put all the blame out. But we could do better as a society to push we this. Can, we can do better. We can do better. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. We can. We, we got to push it and try to not take over, but. No, but we, we are activists in that way. You know, Brick City Blockade, all of our listeners, you are all activists for this. And I think that that's why it's such an important conversation here tonight on episode 40 here. And why, again, why we wanted to bring it up was because, you know, Sean and I notice these things. We do. We go to the movie theater and we're like, oh, man, you know what? Casting here. Cool. Awesome. Would have liked to have seen them choose a little bit of diversity here. Would have <laughs> liked not, to have seen and, somebody else come in. Yeah, and not have the same person play the same exact war or the same time of, exactly, in a different movie. Exactly, man. What was the one thing? And I will say this. Everybody was up in an uproar when they started discussing James Bond being of a, of a different race. When they said that somebody was going to come in and James Bond was going to be you know, played by... Um, somebody who is black i have or female or female yes that was even the conversation too and everybody was in an uproar over it well i think it's it's the reason because james 
the original James Bond, of course, was white, right. and people don't want to change. We live in a world of change. <laughs> you know what I mean? We live, right. in, we live in a world where, you know what, sometimes change is good. Sometimes change is what represents the people. And I think you and I agree on this when we say sometimes change also means that we have to adjust ourselves to understanding. And really, I'm going to be honest with you, in the end, falling in love with these characters. We have. There are characters of franchises that we have just fallen in love with. I'm going to be honest with you. I can name Rose, like Rose just in Last Jedi could have been used in a way that I thought would have been more productive. I love Rose Tico. I love the character. I, I love her backstory with her I, sister. Yeah, man. I love her character. I just, I just don't love how they put her character in, into thought. No, it, it was terribly. It was, it was disappointing, and I and I love her as a character. I was, it was just disappointing to see how they, how J.J. Abrams. Oh, that was Ryan Johnson. Both kind of. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we barely, we barely saw her. <laughs> yeah, that was her chance in Rise of Skywalker for J.J. to say, you know what, Ryan, you did Rose Tico wrong. It's my time to pick up this character and really showcase her, and you know didn't happen whatsoever but i i have to give it up to um kathleen kennedy for trying really hard and, and i think she's been a great voice for um trying to move forward female actors female roles within the franchises that we love but again as a society we can do more we can uh, these companies can do more to to explore diversity in female roles 100% 100% and just female roles in general i think they can do more and and directors and yes Mandalorian Olivia Wilde is, needs to do a Marvel yes. story. Mandalorian was a great example. Bringing in Bryce Dallas Howard to do an episode. Deborah Chow being behind the scenes working on things. I think we're gonna need, if we're gonna have a Soko TV show, we need a, a female director. We want to hear your perspective on it as well, all of you out there who are listening to the podcast. We want to know from you how do you feel about this situation? Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? I personally think that this is direction we have to go down i think sean would agree as well you know of course we have to start doing this we have and i think we're gonna fall in love with even more characters also build a better society for it at the same time that's yeah I, I would agree with you i think we need more 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 diversity uh more female leads <laughs> more female leads more female directors screenwriters producers i think we've come to that time in the podcast episode wrapping this all up with a bow and sending it off via amazon prime wiping down the package taking it out and making sure we got the proper product it's a little 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 thing that we like to call here at the little, podcast little little, little, little. <laughs> it's a little little thing that we like to call little, little. <laughs> it's a little thing we like to call at the brick city blockade podcast mr sean b show where can the good people find you across social media you guys can follow me on twitter sean michelle one instagram at it's zone z music at band camp band camp you sound like frog there and yeah, <laughs> it did kind of sound like a fart didn't it oh i am no, I, said a, I said a frog oh <laughs> you said a fart well, this is officially going off the rails. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Check out the Brick City Blockade over there at Brick City SWPC for everything happening. Polls, everything. Polls. Hello, poll uh, oh, over cool. there on Twitter. Oh. 
<laughs> you guys can also check us out over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Brick City Blockade for everything happening, all of our podcast releases. Make sure, this is the big one, subscribe on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts now, over on SoundCloud, over on Spotify, and on Stitcher Podcasts as well. That's where the feed is. That's where you can listen back to all your favorite episodes. Patreon to support the network. We are releasing podcasts over there literally days in advance of the public. So make sure to please go over there, chip in a little bit every month to keep the feed going, and you get your podcast episodes days earlier than anybody else, which is a pretty cool option. But anyway, that's the way you can support us. Tee Public as well. Pick up a t-shirt while you're at it. Star Wars. Yeah, talk about it. New England. New England accent-focused Star Wars merchandise is over there for you all to check out. It's the only... Hey, you know what? We live here in New Hampshire. It's the way that we gotta be. So, until next time, folks, we will catch you very, very soon on episode 41. We'll catch you, but don't catch the coronavirus. Yes, please. Do not catch it. Please. Wash your hands. Still wash your hands. We're gonna be... Wear a mask when you you can't go out in public. Just your daily reminder. Be safe. Be well. Stay at home. Save lives. And until next time, it's not a podcast until we say it. May the force be with you. Always. Oh, is that it? Hello, hello. That's all you had? Beep boop bop. Beep boop boop bop boop bop. Can you play that sound again? That song again? Which song? Song again.